I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. I'm like nervous. I haven't recorded with you in so long. I know. That's going to be good. Okay. I can't go for a stroll, so I'm walking down memory lane. I might not be a killer virus, but I'll still destroy your life. <laughs> that one is good. You oh my god, that one's really good. I I'm thought so like proud might as well just you. go for it. I am so proud. Listen, we're living in the age of just going for it. And speaking of you guys in this wonderful romantic renaissancean, which is a new phrase I just uh, made up myself because that's the way we roll now. Um, I'm so glad to be joined by none other than comedian, editor, almost spiritual OG of the AG. Like sub OG of the AG. <laughs> like, I'm always a sub. I'm always sub. a sub. I love it. Um, Ryan Houlihan, comedian editor of InputMag.com. Ryan Houlihan, welcome to the not people's people's couch because we're not able to sit next to each other, but the fun little um, tipsy girl quarantini, which I just <laughs> made up in my head. How are you? How I'm good. Yeah, I'm drinking a lot of Skinny Girl. I'm sleeping way more than I should. Your your voice sounds a little scratchy. Yeah, it's not COVID. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that I feel like I have been talking like less. Like even though I'm here with my husband and I'm doing Zoom meetings, I genuinely think that like my voice and personality have changed because I'm only talking to people. At like specific hours of the day or like for like 20 minutes on a Zoom call, I'm starting to feel like, you know, we're all going to come out of this and be like cave monsters who are like, <laughs> the light. 
Yeah, I don't remember how to socialize, which is maybe a niche that I'm creating and developing where I'm just going to like walk into the world and be like, what is this? What is this not air conditioned controlled air and stuff? I'm on day like I I said on Instagram, I think I said day 26, which has to be accurate because I did the math before I did it. But it also feels like day like 4000, you know, because you can't I can't go outside. So it's like a wild adventure but we were talking before we started recording and I was saying that I haven't necessarily been sleeping a ton but I've been watching everything so I'm just like re-watching stuff I just started succession again I was trying to get my dad into it and his direct quote was I don't like rich people so I was like cool <laughs> he's like he's like aren't they all successful and I said yeah, but it's not like that. It's like really great. And they're all terrible. You're going to love it. Like, but it's still <laughs> funny, but they're horrible monsters. Yeah. The, sh- the show hates rich people too. Right. Which is what's so great about it. So, um, uh, um, so I'm doing that. I'm like rewatching stuff that like brings me joy. You know, I think that's, that's what, that's what helps. I mean, is there anything that you're watching when you're watching TV that you're watching this and you're like, ugh. Or anything that you're looking forward to where you're like, oh, this feels good. So I have had trouble watching things that are like apocalyptic of any in any sense. Like at first I was watching like Last Man on Earth or Contagion because no, I was like, no. oh, I can relate. No, Contagion <laughs> is only good when you have a head cold. I've watched Contagion several times pre-corona. If I like have a sore throat or something, I'll watch Contagion because I am a drama queen. But regardless, otherwise, absolutely not. So you yeah, watch- so I, I, I've been opting out of that. I tried to play Resident Evil again. It's like too close to home. Um, but I think <laughs> what I've been really good with is um, I'm really enjoying watching things like Drag Race because they oh, don't take yeah. place in the real world. It takes place in like this like bunker that RuPaul <laughs> built in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> and so it doesn't feel like I'm like. Like, I would never be in that situation, so I feel so removed from it that I actually forget what's going on for a little bit while I watch the show, which I enjoy. Um, But, yeah, like, everyone keeps saying how great the parties are going to be when this is over, and I'm like... I don't We're think awkward. so. They're going to yeah. be really awkward because none of us know how to interact with people. We all think we'll, we'll all act like we're watching a Netflix show together. Also, the thing is, like, it's not like we're not talking to people. Like, I'm still doing yeah. Zooms. I'm, like, maybe talking to some people more than I would ordinarily. And so it's not like you're going to see your friend who you haven't spoken with in six months. Although I have taken Corona as an opportunity for self preservation in the sense that I have completely isolated myself from anything that feels like toxic energy. Like I have people that were, we're not going to get into any specifics and I'll tell you about it off um, recording, but like have blocked people who were close friends where I just realized like someone came at me with aggressive energy and I just thought to myself like you can't talk to me like that like you're you no one in my life typically does so like bad people stick out more now but I'm like I know I'm literally blocking you like you're blocked from my uh you're blocked from texting me you're blocked from email which I don't think I did correctly so I need to talk to you about that but I it's like you're like it's no it's done I'm done done yeah I think we're really truly boiling down to essential workers in our lives (laughs) (laughs) I have started to realize who's non-essential and frankly like there are close family members that I'm like 
I'm so sorry, but we do not have the capacity at this time. Yeah, you didn't make the cut. You're on furlough. Sash- sashay you. away, cousin Bob. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's important and that's what needs to happen. And I also feel like. I have a couple Corona-related satchels, and I actually have two satchels from the same person, which I've never done before. This is episode 153. I've never done, to my knowledge, and you guys will fact-check me because I'm 100% sure I'm wrong about this. I don't think I've ever done two satchels from the same person the same episode, but somebody sent me two Corona-related satchels that I thought were really good, so I want to get your thoughts on that. But I do – I mean, obviously – there are things that we can still look forward to. And I'm trying to focus my energy on that. And it is all a top level in the sense that it's like artificial where I'm not looking forward to like going to dinner with a friend or like going to fake drinks or like swiping right IRL. But I'm looking forward to like the New York premiere. I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to see, Monique kick the asses of several Potomac castmates. Like I'm looking forward to getting through and surviving Beverly Hills. Like there are things that are, it's actually, when I think about it, a lot of it is Bravo related. Like there are family karma. Have you seen family karma? I have seen one episode of family karma and I am absolutely obsessed in it. Right. (laughs) It's so good. And it's like good people. There are moments where I'm thinking to myself, what am I looking forward to? A lot of it is TV related, which makes sense because TV in on a good day, on a normal day on this planet is very important to me. So for me, I'm like, okay, let me put this comfort blanket of bravotv.com on top of me and HBO Now and Netflix and Hulu Plus and the Showtime trial that I just started last night at like two in the morning and just embrace it. You know, you never really forget but you might not be as focused on remembering, if that makes any yeah. sense. No, I mean, escapism has been like, and I, I actually have said a few times during this that I'm starting to think maybe it's going to be bad that like we and our children are all being taught, like, escape all your problems, stay inside, don't see people. Like, we're learning basically depression. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to be great when this is all over. But for now, like, we got to do what we got to do. And like Animal Crossing and like, you know, waiting around to listen to Fiona Apple are all I have. And conversely, I totally hear your point and, and I see it. But I also think when this is all done or when we're in a place where it's easier to adapt to it, where we don't feel like we're sacrificing every single part of ourselves, we're going to come to a place, hopefully, where people are like, I see you. Like where it's like cutting yeah. through some of the bullshit and it's like, OK, we're both human people. We're surviving. Like, what the fuck are you up to? We're going to go to dinner and every slice of this like disgusting pasta is going to taste like 24 karat gold pretending that is delicious because we're outside and we're with each other. Like I I sort of believe that we're going to come out of this with an understanding of gratitude that I thought I had from health stuff, but I didn't I don't I obviously it goes a lot deeper, you know, because I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a whole think, other thing. I think totally. I, I think I'm, I want, I, I think the best way that we come out of this is with like deep appreciation and also with a bunch of things revealed to us. Like even politically, like we're just, we're seeing the truth right now. And like, we're seeing the people that are important to us and we're seeing the like things that we need versus the things that we don't need. And so maybe there is a more beautiful life after this is all done. Uh, But, you know, 
we got to get through it. And then, yeah. <laughs> and that trial by fire is not easy. So I have to say everybody out there, if you're, if you're enjoying Bravo and it's, it's giving you everything you need, like you need to just say thank you for this and not, and like focus on that, that yeah. you have like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have two satchels from the same person, Mackenzie in St. Louis, Mackenzie in St. Louis, breaking an Andy's girls, historic moment, record situation, shenanigan, et cetera. So proud of Mackenzie. So proud of Mackenzie in St. Louis. Who's probably stopped listening to Andy's girls. Um, I am. So she says, I am finding that shows that normally give me comfort seem weird because I want to scream at them and say six feet distance. Why are we so close together? Are we headed to a significant social social shift? And my thought to that is, I hear you, Mackenzie. There are moments where I'm watching shows where people are like hugging or something. And I think to myself, like gut instinct, oh, that must be nice. I think that we'll come out of this and maybe we'll need to adapt and adjust. Maybe social distancing. It'll be that we're not in quarantine, but social distancing will go on for a very, very long time. But I think that once we start to return back to behaviors and things that felt so normal to us I'm hoping that we'll appreciate them more so if we're talking about a significant social shift I'm hoping that the social shift is being like kinder to each other you know because I don't know how we'll be physically like what kind of physical proximity but I'm hoping that we'll be kinder to her and I get her point about watching shows and maybe it's taking you out of it a little bit because you're angry that you can't be in that space or it it is distracting and I would just like to say that I hear you I totally understand that and you know my hope is that we're gonna come back to some sort of sense of where we were before but perhaps a little bit nicer on the other side yeah I think the social distancing thing is is I do feel it sometimes when I watch stuff like I said like drag race is normal because it it's never normal but I think those rules like the six feet apart thing the minute that we're allowed to drop them we're going to drop them and yeah people have an amazing ability to forget and like move on from the specifics yeah but i don't think the trauma of this social distancing and the feeling like we have to stay apart from each other we can't be too close or like the way we've learned to be really intimate digitally but avoid each other physically i think that trauma is going to be deep baked in and we're going to it's going to take a long time for us to all overcome it psychologically Mm -hmm. Um, and we're not even going to realize that we're doing it i mean people keep saying that like after this everybody's gonna be you know way pulled back and i'm like you know i think immediately after this people are going to be more forward they're going to be like i have to travel i have to see people i have to party no i'm gonna fuck everybody no everybody gets a right swipe 100 percent. it's like do you have a pulse yeah, that comes from a place of trauma. And so, like, we're going to have to work out what the trauma is and isolate, like, what has done to us and our personalities. And it's going to take a while to undo it. I think, like, you know, now more than ever, we as a nation are going to need to prioritize mental health in a way that, like, we are not used to doing. Oh, completely. I had never seen a therapist ever in my adult life until I started seeing Amy a little over a year and a half ago and it went so well that I'm now seeing a therapist and psychiatrist and (laughs) I have to tell you I'm like the second that I sat down in her room and like just started sobbing it's been a part of my life in the sense that it's like it's not that I necessarily look forward to it but it is necessary and the number of people that I think that are 
taking this as an opportunity to really try to get healthy in that way, if that makes any sense, or know that they can ask for help has been, I think, really important and effective. I used to talk so much shit about like those text message um, yes, psychiatrist. The Michael, what's his face? The gold medal, whatever. Yeah, like talk space, or whatever. I used to be like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure thing. <laughs> That's healthy. And now I'm like, well, I should have been investing. <laughs> I mean, it's like AIM with a forty dollar copay or something. Yeah. I'm like, what's yeah. your username? <laughs> like, I choose the wrong guys. Twenty seven. <laughs> like, how the fuck does that work? Yeah, but that's great. Yeah, no, I. I think that's great. Whatever you can do, whatever you want to do that makes you feel good and isn't like the most harmful thing to you short term or long term, do it. Like I'm not technically supposed to have alcohol and I have some Spanish cava sparkling rosé in my refrigerator right now that I'm going to dive into. Maybe when we do the after show for Patreon, I'm going to sip myself a little glass of that because you know what? Fuck it. You know, I honestly every day around eight o'clock, I think it's prime drinking hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Damien and I did an episode of AG and I was like 100 percent almost incapacitated. I was so drunk and it was absolutely fantastic. OK, so from Mackenzie in St. Louis, the second satchel that she has. So we are lucky to have some great content a la New York, Top Chef. Oh, my God. I forgot about Top Chef. Um, Tiger King, et cetera. But will we have content 12 to 18 months from now? Let's be honest. Some of us will still be at home watching TV when things dot, dot, dot. Ugh, I can't say go back to normal or it's over. But you get my gist. I think we're going to not have very much Bravo for a little while. I think we're going to have um, we're going to have a little pocket, like a window where projects that were in development for a really long time and really weren't going to get a lot of attention paid to them, like weird indie things are going to be bumped up the slate and treated really important, which I think could be good. I think that could be like, we might get to see some stuff we never got to see before. Um, but, you know, outside of movies and stuff, when it comes to TV shows, especially non-scripted, we're going to have some real thrown together garbage for six months to a year because the networks have to put something on the air. I mean, ESPN right now is trying to do (laughs) players doing video games together. (laughs) I knew you were going to say something stupid the second you were on this. And they're also (laughs) doing Zoom calls with players who play horse at their home basketball court. Okay, wait, I'm kind of into that. Is that terrible? I might actually watch sports for the first time in my life. Well, you and I are playing cup pong. 24-7. And I started off being really great. And now you've learned how to play it and you're kicking my ass every round. And that, well, we need a drink the next, before we do our next round of cup on, because I need you to be um, fully intoxicated before I try to play you. Um, But wait, that's wild. So you think that. Yeah. So I think we're going to get a lot of like, sort of like the writer's strike. If you remember from the mid 2000s, we're going to get a lot of like weird, like, it's a Japanese game show where you eat pig anuses <laughs> or whatever. And I'll watch it, but it's not it's it's no Roni, you know. And the other part of that is so Kyle Richards posted some 
shots or IG stories uh, yesterday-ish of her with like a ring light or whatever because production oh, yeah. was dropping off like cables and stuff for them to do confessionals. And I'm wondering how that's going to work because for Beverly Hills, I'm sure for New York and for Potomac, they're doing pickup confessional interviews while they're like editing some of the later episodes. Like, how is that going to go? Like Erica Jane is going to have a true nervous breakdown when she realizes she can't throw $50,000 a month or whatever at her glam team because they're in their own little glam apartments you know, oh, you know she's gonna break the rules. She's she's hundred percent. What's the hazard pay on you, like infecting my husband and getting my hair <laughs> correct? Um, how? I mean, what is that gonna look like to go from a highly, like a normal, polished, highly produced, glossy scene to like iPhone? Is that gonna work? I can't wait to see Karen um, out of focus <laughs> with her hair askew <laughs> and like a producer on Zoom in a phone in her hand saying like, um, so when Giselle and she's like, you know, screaming at her <laughs> fucking empty house. <laughs> You know, if I was Karen, I would just like, remember the Barbara Walters um, lighting where it was just like putting a sheet over the camera and then just taking whatever. one of Drag Race, (laughs) like Oprah cam. Yes. Things are just all soft glow. I would 100% just do whatever it took to have like the softest, most artificial glow. Like I would put like a cotton ball in front of like the little thing on my phone or something. I would figure it out. I mean, I think they're going to try to make the best out of what's happening. You know, they're doing watch what happens is watch what happens from home I admit I haven't watched it but I fully support it as a project and spiritual place but I haven't watched it I don't know why isn't watch what happens from home just the people's couch (laughs) it is but it's like less fun to be honest because the people's couch I love because it was like all of these different families or moments gathered together on the couch and like shooting the shit highly edited great 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 great. and this is more like like a little kiki with a bravo love which is great I support it I'm sure I'm gonna watch it immediately after this I don't know why I haven't I really I couldn't tell you you I'm not sure Wendy Williams show at home I saw Wendy Williams suck on what is it Bob's red hot or whatever the fuck it is which is like not as good as Tabasco but that's a different conversation she's like sucking on a what is it like a not a shrimp what was the chicken bone yeah She's like eating a T-bone steak with her hands in a nighty, yelling at her dogs, and like just she just stops talking for five minutes at a time and stares off the camera, and like it's it's bizarre. It's so good. It's, it's some so of her good. best work. Yeah, by far. I mean, she can't fuck up anyone's names because it's like literally hers and maybe her puppies and maybe what yeah. she's named the food like Charles or something. I think it's I think it's great. She's also returning. I think on air this week. Like that stuff was that stuff. Is it true that that stuff was for YouTube or something? And I mean, now- I was watching it on YouTube. I, I never really watched it live, so I don't know what the situation is. Is the Watch What Happens stuff for YouTube or is that for Watch What Happens? I think it's for Watch What Happens. I mean, they got a lot of airtime to fill with not a lot, you know, in the can. So I need to watch it. I'm sure that it's great. And it's also new content that I haven't seen before. So 
I mean, when it comes to all this stuff, like how are we going to handle watching a confessional? We're just going to fucking adapt to it. We understand why yeah. this is happening. And we just need to appreciate the fact that they're still trying to make this stuff work. Like Candy dropped. I don't know that she was supposed to, but she dropped on Instagram the other day that Atlanta is, in fact, doing some sort of video reunion. Yeah, I don't know about these video reunions. I get it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna support it, and I'm right. gonna say, you know, we right. all tried. Yeah, but a video reunion is a lot. I mean, someone walking off set versus someone clicking a button and then just disappearing <laughs> is a completely different um, scenario. And you know, it's also while watching Drag Race, I just keep thinking the same thing: like, what is the reunion gonna be? Are these girls gonna get up into their best looking fucking drag, like gorgeous? Like, I took hours and thousands of dollars for this outfit to like sit on the floor of their den and be like I didn't win (laughs) (laughs) it's like are we gonna see Kyle Richards just like fucking doing the splits and whipping her (laughs) hair around in an empty living room oh my god that sounds honestly kind of like I mean I'd watch it I'd watch it one of the most therapeutic things to me has been watching Kyle Richards insta stories of just like her 17 different German shepherds and her yelling at them and telling them to shut the fuck up it brings me so those fucking dogs they have 35 dogs and I think they just got a new one I love all of them. I don't know any of their names. I think one is like Sky or like Rock or something. I'm very into them. She's bringing me a lot. She's Kyle Richards is giving me a lot of joy. I picture Kim Richards just oh, doing no. her regular routine and being like, "There's no traffic today." Has anyone told Kim to stay home? Like truly. So. Meanwhile, Kyle's like, she doesn't have a phone in a thing of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you hear this whole thing with Kim's book being delayed because Kyle and Kathy don't want it to happen or whatever? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what's in that book, though. It's either going to be the most devastating, horrifying experiences translated through, like, gorgeous prose, or it's just going to be, like, drawn in mashed potatoes, like the horse from the Disney movies or whatever that she can't ride. And she, like, draws it in gravy. Chapter two is, like, peas and carrots. <laughs> That's all she writes, is. like, Kathy Bad. <laughs> did you hear that her ghostwriter sued her for five thousand dollars she was supposed to make a what? first payment i think of five thousand dollars and didn't which is very kim and took her to court so like how aside from the family not being thrilled about this how is this even going to happen like, who's writing this how good could this book be for 5k that's like that's like fucking fiverr that's like well that's that- like getting a task rabbit <laughs> So I think her advance was like six digits, probably very, very low six digits. But yeah, yeah. she was subcontracting someone that she found on Craigslist who was like, Amazing. can you type, bring your typewriter over? Who knows over. the Kim Richards story better than uh, not me? <laughs> who, knows, who knows the Kim Richards story better than a complete stranger who frankly. Than someone who didn't get fried right? on meth. <laughs> oh, Kimberly. I hope she's doing uh. okay. She's showing up in this new season, I hear. I hear tell. Well, so did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. What were your thoughts? I saw her tit for a second looked great. Listen, I think, yes, her tit looked phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't know what's happening there. Um, I think it looks fun. It looks like, I, I think, you know, Denise Richards is probably regretting joining the show. <laughs> that is so generous of you. She might be thinking to herself, you know what? Was this a great idea? Am I going to have a lot of fun? Do you need to be on every show you like watching? <laughs> Maybe not next time, Denise. Um, I also think like, wow, Lisa Gone really does clear the air quite a bit. And I I also think maybe, 
I'm not seeing any contributions from Kyle. And so I'm excited to see this new gal. I'm excited for the Denise stuff. I'm excited for Lisa Rinna to get back in the game. But um, I think clearing the air of old funk um, was probably good for the show. And I think maybe Kyle, who I love, should just go off to a spinoff like Lisa did. And we'll get a dose of Kyle from other. Really? Because I don't think that, well, Kyle doesn't have enough of a story or anything that's like of interest enough to, I think, inspire a spinoff like a la Candy, a la LVP. Like Listen, LVP essentially start had a another scripted weird drama. Store, yeah. I'll go watch Oh. Kyle by Alien 3. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I love, I think Kyle is a strong beta. I think when they put her in the alpha position, they're in trouble. And I think the show, for whatever reason, decided to keep Teddy along. I don't believe that it was entirely because Kyle has power, but something else was at play. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know if the production company didn't watch last season because they were too busy doing something else their whole thing at the moment they've been playing every move conservatively and i think they were like we're losing lisa yeah let's try to maintain as much as possible without realizing what are you maintaining a show nobody likes watching right that's the problem but the trailer looks good i'll give them that i'm like let's do it bitch and brandy's (laughs) back like you just need a little brandy you just she's like msg it goes a long way. It also yeah. makes your tum- stomach stomach hurt. It's like bad for my tum, but I guess but good you know, for the here show. I am sprinkling it on. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that she should be back full time? No, I do think that she's a great friend of, and if she was to come back full time, it would be the end of her for good. I don't think that her return would work. Why? Um, and I think I think it'd be like Rosie when she came back to the View. Um, oh, because, that's a really good comparison. Because she's really great in little flashes, but she evolved from a normal person into someone who's really good at this. And you don't necessarily, we don't always necessarily need like heavy hitters because then the show is either going to be nonstop heavy hitters pulling out secrets and backstabbing left and right, and it's too much, or you're going to get one person doing that and everybody else just shock and awe like, what are they doing? And I think we need balance and Brandy is not balanced. She can't give us normalcy or stability scenes anymore. And so when you have, when you can't do that, you can't really be like, you don't get a diamond, you know, you get to be Marlo Hampton and that's fine. That's such the Rosie thing is like throwing me through a little bit of a loop because that's such a strong comparison. And with Rosie, the whole thing is like she's a name. We know she brought drama or whatever with Hasselback or whatever else. But, you know, her coming back again when you know what her personality is like, it's not like the Rosie of the Rosie O'Donnell show. This is an entirely different person who was changing towards the end of that show as well in a way that's not exactly... I wouldn't say it's not family friendly, but it's certainly not like the bubbly fun person. And that was the only side to her. And when the other side started to sort of take over, that can be tough to watch. And I think that's a really smart comparison because for Brandy, people still think of her from that game night, from the stolen crutches and whatever else. And maybe the Adrian stuff with surrogacy. Um, but she's not that person anymore. And she really, really needs this. Like she truly needs the check. And that for some people can lead to really depressing, toxic environments. Like her last season when it was like 
telling Kyle that she telling Kim and Kyle that she thought that Kyle was hoping her sister wouldn't was hoping that her sister would relapse like that's not good stuff it's it's not fun to watch it's not escapist it's like grounding in the absolute worst possible way yeah and so I think like Brandy did she work on Celebrity Big Brother pretty much and I think there's like other things she could do I just don't think Beverly Hills is like a home for her anymore she can come back and like visit but I don't think that that it's what we need or what she needs and it would just feel like a square peg and so I'm happy to see her. It's the same thing I think about Kim is that when she first left, I was like, no, what's the show without Kim? But now that she's gone, I'm like, mm, I feel a little less guilty watching this. And when I do see you, you get to come off a little good and start a little drama and leave. And it's not like always every minutia update of how like bad your behavior is mm. or how much you've backslid, you know? Is it concerning that so much of the season seems to be focused on this Brandy and um, Denise Michigas? I think I have to see how it plays out. Because I think if Brandy stops by a couple times to tell us what the truth is, and then all the other girls, it's like a series of trying to like play cat and mouse with Denise to get the truth out. And then like dropping hints about something with Brandy. And then Brandy shows up for a lunch at some point and Denise freaks out. That's enough. What I don't need is, like, every time Kyle talks to Denise, she runs back to Brandy or something. Like, that's not a game I'm ready to play. I don't, I don't need Lisa Rinna bouncing between their houses mm. and, like, giggling. And then Brandy gets a confessional. Like, we don't need that. That's not – I'm not signing up for that. You know, just thinking about this, so we were talking a little bit about confessionals now being filmed in folks' houses and whatever else and how that's going to look. But how are they forcing Denise to participate in confessionals if she either threatened to walk off the show or walked off the show when this whole Brandy stuff came to light? Like, especially if there's she's not in front of people, she's not contractually obligated to show up to X studio on Y date to, like, tape this stuff. How are they going to go about, I don't know, like, getting her to fulfill her contract? I'd never underestimate the, how good producers are at their jobs and their jobs are to get people to agree to say things. Yeah. And I think a combination of money, a combination of being like your story, you know, you need to tell it. And if you're not here, it'll just, you'll just look worse. Yeah. And like, you know, what will also like is the whole thing of like, Denise is not new to scandal and they're going to appeal to her by being like, you know, how did Charlie survive scandal by being funny and boisterous? And like, you know, you're not spiraling like he is, but you could paper over this problem with some like good quips and, you know, get people to root for you. So if you're not going to do that, like, don't do it. But I'm just offering. And like that plus a check, you're suddenly showing up. And I think producers are really good at this for a reason. And with Denise, it's not the first time that there have been rumors or like the public side has been against her because when she and Charlie first split up before we really truly understood who Charlie was, he had all of the backings of like the most expensive PR teams legal in the world spinning the story. So she came across as the dick in that it wasn't for years um, until years later that we understood that she was actually doing way more than he ever deserved just to keep him together. And she was the one that was getting buried on magazine covers. So, I mean, they might refer to that a little bit in the sense of like, you know, it took however many years for people to understand that you were in the right in that very toxic, likely abusive marriage. Also, also, save yourself a couple of years. We don't know that what Denise is 
what's happening in Denise's life is a bad thing that we should judge her for. If she's cheating on her husband, yes. But if she and her husband have a known arrangement of like, I am a little bi and we have some flirty fun and we drink too much. And when we're in Vegas, we can do whatever we want. And she like hooked up with Brandy a couple times and they had like silly girl time. And she told her husband about it and he was like, that sounds sexy. And then they hooked up and they're just having this whole like... <laughs> They're having this whole, like, we're in our 50s and we're just going to fuck thing like that. Maybe that's fun. And that's, you know, what we used to stick on a nudist colony, but now we put on reality TV. Maybe. I don't know. So we don't know the specifics of the circumstances. And we don't know that she's wrong. Maybe we'll come out of this and be like, wow, Lisa Rinna is a slut, shamey, judgmental, nasty person. I don't know. Um, but I, 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 no matter what, how this goes down, I'm pretty sure Brandy comes off worse than Denise. So. I mean, fingers fucking crossed. There is that moment in the trailer where Denise is like, don't try to ruin my family. That makes yeah. me nervous because Brandy has a long record of trying to ruin families. And so regardless of what the actual situation Brandy's is. Brandy's like signature moves <laughs> smash your family tree. Denise went to Brandy's Beverly Hills LinkedIn and was like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> like These are all of your Brandy, special skills are all going to be fucking me over. Brandy's like Ancestry.com. She's trying to find out who's a serial killer and expose them. Oh no, poor Denise. Pray for Denise, you guys. I'm very, I'm nervous about yeah, it. Listen, nobody deserves, even if you did cheat, even if you did, and I'm sure. And God you know, bless you. Did. Such a gift to us for cheating. My God. But even if you did and you think that person deserves to be punished, like nobody who cheats normally gets the punishment of the entire world hates them again in their life and talks about them and they have to air the details of their, their spouse finding out. Like that's a, that's a, you, that's an overcorrection for the crime. Mm. And so, like, my heart goes out to Denise in any event. But, of course, I'll be watching every minute. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite show to watch? Which is your favorite franchise to watch? Like, right now. Like, if you were like, oh, my God, I'm going to have some Ryan Houlihan, um, you know, escape the world. Just plug in any franchise, any season. What would it be? Like, truly. I Oh, any season. Uh, or let's start with franchise. Like, what's a... Okay. What's a... So, at the moment, it's crazy because, like, a year or two ago, I would have said Vanderpump Rules, and there's not even a close second. Um, but now, I think it's probably Potomac and New York <gasps> yeah. give it to me the most. Because Potomac feels like my friends. Like, my friends, my current friends, the ones I choose to have in my life and how are a little <laughs> snippy. Roni feels like my family or the friends from long ago that I'm like, God, I'm stuck with these demons. <laughs> Um, but I identify with it. Um, so I think those are my favorites at the moment. But I would say if I was to say, like, what's my favorite to watch of any season, any franchise ever, um, it has to be Atlanta Reunions, mm. um, New York's Trips, mm. and um, anything from season two of Vanderpump Rules is just... Uh. Wait, is season two when Stassi found out that Jax and Kristen had, in fact, fucked? It's all the fallout from that. Is that when she slapped Kristen? Yeah. Are you watching Pump Rules right now? It is so bad. I am like two or three episodes behind because it, it it's so depressing how bad it is. Like right? it's very I'm so the the mighty have fallen so hard and so far. <laughs> I'm eating shit over here. Like here's the thing, you anyone who spoke a bad word about 
uh, New York, like when Bethany first left or whenever, like there was a mm-hmm. tiny flaw, mm-hmm. they got so schooled because those girls like fucking picked that flaw out like it was a fucking like a medical procedure and they <laughs> fucking flourished and lived their best life after their procedure. And fucking Vanderpump Rules, I was like, it's flawless. It's bulletproof. The show is a slave. <laughs> and like now it's like a decrepit creature from the end of Death Becomes Her. It's like zombie shuffling along <laughs> towards COVID. Its head is just circling 24-7. Although, if you stuck a webcam in Tom and Katie's new house and I got to just watch them in isolation quarantine, that would be glorious television. It would be like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf times 12. Oh my god, it's literally Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and as soon as Schwartz starts fucking drinking, when you see this past week's episode, it is so dark. That's the problem is that it's so fucking dark and it's like, I don't feel empathy for these people because I hate both of them. They shouldn't be married. Like, end of story. Like, we're pretending that we care but we don't really care. It goes between too dark and then too fake. And I yeah. don't want to watch either of those. Yeah. What do you I miss? Th- yeah. I miss the days when it was just like, you know, Stasi was like an antagonist, but like they were all 27 and like <laughs> it would all resolve, you know? Yeah. There's, there's too much at stake now. There's too I much know. at stake. And it's like, it's a Sadsville watch. What do you think of the new cast? What do you think of Degrassi, the next generation pump rules? Um, I think Danica's a star. Yes. Um, nobody else <laughs> everybody else could just fall off a boat i don't really care um i i think you know do we need new blood yes but i like that lala and james came on sort of like team rocket where they were like two evil friends that were just gonna be evil <laughs> and then slowly like they integrated with the group and now i can't imagine the show without them um this was a lot at once. It was very Degrassi the Next Generation. It was very like Glee, like there's eight new yes. Glee kids or whatever, and you're like, I don't want to watch you sing fucking telephone. <laughs> like, where's Rachel Berry? <laughs> um and I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think that was the way to solve the show. Um I think maybe even if I had maybe before this season I had thought that that would have been a good solution and it was worth trying. Um, but I think right now they need to get the older cast into their own series and like make a parenting show or a marriage show or whatever. Like if people want to follow along and see if that sinks and swims on its own and then try to start a new pump rules, like go to Vegas, do some kind of pivot, some hard reset because this mix of old and new, I'm like, you know, fucking uh, Sandoval has no furniture in his apartment (laughs) and his giant fucking house or this giant, no furniture in his house and his giant fucking house. And then we pivot to someone who's like, I think pasta might be bad for your body. (laughs) I'm like, I can't. I can't. These are two different groups of people at this point. And how is Sheena truly stuck in the middle? Why does Sheena have no money? Why? What happened to Sheena's money? Where did Shay put it? Sheena has to be in so much pain because she's carrying this whole show on her fucking back. She is mixing both worlds. She's making sure people stay accountable. She's like, "Ah," in the background of everything. (laughs) She is working harder and she's like Lisa Rinna right now. I'm like, I, I never saw the hustle that Sheena gave and maybe that thirst like Mm. is annoying, but it is also underscores how much she hustles. And honestly, I'm like, you know what? Sheena shows up to do her job. Some of the, I don't think Katie has shown up to do her job in like three years. 
And Vanderpump Rules is her Depends commercial. Like she, yeah. I don't know that she's entirely in on the joke as much as Rena is, but she knows like this is how I'm making my money. I will put up with anything. I will do anything. She's probably watching these edited episodes and being like, okay, cool. This sucks to be me. They're bearing me every single time they can. I'm always the butt of the joke, but I can pay my rent. You know, like she can pay her rent. And frankly, I mean, I think she maybe knows the score of, but when this is over, people will forget the specifics, but they'll remember me. Right. And, like, and I'm still a TV it, star. Hon. I mean, go. You do you. It's crazy yeah. that she's kind of viewed and edited in a way that is almost never generous to her, where everybody yeah. else gets some sort of nice edit. But conversely, I maybe she's made she peace with it. threaten the producers. I think Stassi's like, if you air that mm. or if you do that, I'm not going to whatever. And so they have to like shift it a little bit. Mm. I think Sheena's like, that was bad. <laughs> <She just laughs> moves on. <laughs> or she literally says like, I like ketchup and they're able to edit it into a way where it's like, this guy fucked me. And then he left right after. And somehow <laughs> words that never came out of her mouth. And it works. Frankly, it works. it works. God bless her. So speaking of working, we need to talk about New York because. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So I had super low expectations because of this whole Bethany thing or whatever. And I watched the premiere live, which I never, ever do. Never, ever do. There's, I almost never watch any franchise live. I usually watch it the morning after or sometimes the morning after that. But New York is an exception. I don't know if there was the beginning of Beverly Hills last season was an exception as well. But New York is typically an exception throughout the season. And I just started watching it with really low expectations. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm home. Like, I needed this spirit. I needed this vibe. I needed this mania. I needed the laughter. I needed the craziness. And it was exactly right for what I needed. It is the sister that everyone <laughs> should have. It is the mother that everyone would want. I don't know a better person. Um, New York is that girl. And she is just that girl. And the minute that we started up again, I was like, fuck everybody. Like, I'm not having that social distancing knee-jerk reaction. I am not thinking to myself, this is the world before. I'm not thinking, like, these are stupid people and I shouldn't be supporting them. I'm not. I'm literally just like, here we are, baby. It's me and you, Lou. And we're going to go to rock bottom together. Like, I... I'm so happy. And when we saw that trailer at the end, that like smash cut of shit mm, from the season, mm-hmm. I was like, if one of those moments happens in every episode coming up, it's a good episode. Right. So, like, I don't care. It's so good. I think Leah is working for me. I think um, Ramona is out of her fucking gourd. She's completely lost the plot. It is wonderful. I'm loving it. Luann has not changed in 12 years. She's, she's learned literally nothing. She's learned she literally nothing. She has her hair. She's literally the same exact person <laughs> who swanned onto Scream minus a wedding ring. It's wild. Life is her cabaret. What can we say? What is her tagline? It's like fucking life is a stage, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She's like, lights up, camera on. I'm a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I actually thought was kind of interesting? That moment where she and Sonia pretend that it's Lou's last day of probation and they leave and they see the hot dog vendor and he's like, wasn't your last day the other day? And they immediately correct him. They're like, no, it's today. I'm sure the other day was in fact her last day. She went over to get a coffee and a dog or whatever. And she was like, it's my last day. And he was like, oh my God, it's your last day. Mazel tov. And then she shows up with a camera crew and fucking Sonia Tremont Morgan. And he's like, what, what are you still doing here? And who are all of these people? It's my last day. Wink, wink. And then he says, God bless. I found that fascinating and I loved every second of it. 
<laughs> so Loved good. It. I watched the episode twice, and the first time I watched it, I was like, what's going on here? And then I was like, that was all weird. And the second time, literally, we hit play, and they're outside that um, courtroom or whatever on YouTube TV, and I paused it, and I turned to John, and I was just like, <laughs> like it's so <laughs> wild to pretend to be crying and hugging over something Loved that it. clearly wasn't on that day. It's so good. Sonia eating that sandwich, that croissant, whatever the fuck it was, because oh she God. knows that this is bullshit and being like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. But hold on one second. Let me swallow. Like, phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's the thing with New York. It always feels like when one person is being insane, at least one other person is in on the joke. It's not typically oh, totally. all of them being insane at once. When they're all insane at once, there's a problem. But for every, you know, like Ramona, Sonia, craziness in St. Bart's, there's an Aviva. There's somebody else that's holding someone accountable, regardless of who's right. That is why Leah is working, because Leah isn't working at key moments when it's just Leah. She comes off so batty and crazy and weird. And like, I'm like, there's a lot going on here beneath the surface that we're going to have to pick apart. Like when she was like, I didn't drink for nine years. And then I started drinking again. And every 20th <laughs> time I drink, I stab, I stab a cop. And, then, and fucking she goes full Luann. And then she's like, you know, but, you know, I'm going to put it back on pause for a little. And we know that she's going to drink during the season. And it's like. That's crazy. But she also sees other people's crazy, which is what the thing that Bethany was good at. Bethany was completely mm. unself-aware, but highly aware of everybody else. Yes. And that is what I needed from somebody. And I didn't even know that that's the requirement. And I think casting finally figured out what that element is and how to replace it. Because Heather was very pretty self-aware. Yes. She was a little bit, like, she would say things like, you know, She could get a little Mala. prissy. Yeah, she could yes. get a little prissy. But she was pretty self-aware. Yeah. And... But she was aware of everybody else, so it gave you most of what you needed. But I think, like, the reason that, like, Heather Dubrow eventually worked mm. was because she was less self-aware than she first came off. And I think Leah's coming off as not self-aware at all, but very aware of everybody else. And that is, like, ideal housewife behavior. And she's aware of everybody else in the scene. She doesn't require yeah. a coaching moment in a confessional, which we can also get. She's saying in the moment, she's like whispering to Tinsley, like someone is making fun of you right now. You should probably yeah. respond to them. And then when Tinsley doesn't get it or refuses to do it because she's like a true wasp, she'll step up and be like, okay, cool. Maybe stop shit talking my friend. Like she will start to say, even if it's a ginger little touch, because it's her first time being with Dorinda on camera, probably and also off camera. Camera, she's she at least... said that Dorinda looks like the snake from Beetlejuice, I lost <laughs> She looks, if you Google it, she looks exactly like Does she? Snake. Oh, no. I need to look it up. You have to look it up. I knew what she was talking about. I knew that most people wouldn't know. And so I Googled it and showed it to John, who'd never seen Beetlejuice. And he was screaming. I don't think I've seen Beetlejuice since I was a child. I remember being terrified by it. Wait, Snake Beetlejuice. phenomenal. Oh, I didn't go. It was really good. Oh, my God. She does. (laughs) This is our new theater. Oh, my God. She does look like the snake in... Holy shit. What a specific reference for Leah to pull out. Uh, uh, Exquisite. How did she know that? That's great. I I have no idea. But I will say, I think the fun thing about Leah, too, is that she doesn't... lick her chops when mm. she gives us some like fresh meat mm-hmm. like she's not like you know when i punched a cop she's literally at a party standing next to land like i punched a cop <laughs> we're like, wait, go back what are you talking about and she's like all right so if i have to tell the story um i was making out with this guy and then i stabbed the cop and you're like what um that kind of stuff is exactly what i need like she doesn't either she's smart enough to know 
that it's funner if it's an aside mm. and left to the imagination a little mm-hmm. bit. Or she is um, so unself-aware that she just lives this outrageous, like, she's accepted every part of herself. And so she doesn't know what parts of herself are maybe unacceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's super quick. She's smart and she's quick and she's grounded. She's and so she smart. feels downtown. Like, of course, she fucking grew up in Chelsea. Like, all of that tracks. All of that makes sense. It's she. I love her new face. It's beautiful. Okay, wait. So what? So obviously she said that her teeth got fixed or whatever. But what? I couldn't stop staring at her chin. What did she get plastic surgery she done ha- that wasn't like related to the incident? What happened? She has one of two things. She either has the Stasi full chin implant. Yes. And then once you see it, you can't unsee it. I can't unsee um, it. Okay, what's or the other? she did the Sheena, which is the injectable chin thing, which can start really beautiful. But, of course, gravity pulls it down a little bit. And it gets just a little too pointy. And you have to stop doing it and, like, let it pull back and then get it again. And I don't really know. Well, I guess we'll see what her facial journey is. But she clearly has had work done. I think she's stunning and beautiful. And I, I'm sort of intrigued by the fact that she's got work done. I'm excited to see where her face goes. <laughs> be her journey and I couldn't stop staring at it I think you're right about the implant it's literally like Taylor Armstrong's lips but below her mouth it's like once you get it in you can't get it taken out I always say this about an implant a chin implant I always say this you're either gonna be it's either gonna be the star of your face right or your face is gonna swallow it and you're gonna be like why did I even get this to be honest until you said that I had forgotten that Stassi had had one like her yeah. seems- well I can't unsee it I just stare at Stassi's chin it's gorgeous work yeah gorgeous. she looks impactful. but you can see it so have you been following stuff that I've been trying to unsee with Leah in the news so I tried to evaluate her in this episode on her own merit yes. as a character very on the smart show. very smart but I also know that Michael Che story, and uh, God knows I do not like Michael Che. Uh, if you want to know why I don't like Michael Che, I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet at this point because I'll, I'll talk about it every time. But um, she had a lot of like racist stuff with him, which just like no matter who it is, like not, not okay. a cute look, yeah. like you automatically lose. Fuck you. What are you doing? Um, and it was like vaguely racist too, so it was like hard to call her out on. But she said stuff like I forget the specifics, but it was like you know you hate me because I'm a white woman, and it was just like oh, you went there so fast <laughs> because he doesn't so want to fuck her. Yeah, it was very like Lena Dunham at the Met when she doesn't when Odell Beckham Jr. didn't want to. She felt like he didn't want to have sex with her, and that's why he wasn't talking about her. And it was like no, that's not how this works. Like no, yeah. Sometimes people just don't like you. Yeah, um, Lena but, should yeah, know that I've by seen now. Some stuff like that, and I. You know, I I guess it's not like Luann is a character with no, like, bad history of either racist remarks or just horrible behavior, and yet I still watch her. So I am a little, like, I'm not saying, like, we stand, we love, we'll support. Like, I, I'm like, Lee is good for the show, and let's see how it all shakes out. Um, because I, I don't know, some of it's really scary, some of the stuff I'm reading. There were some pieces that she'd written for... Was it Penthouse? I forget. It wasn't Playboy. I think it was Penthouse. And uh, a piece that she'd written for the Women's March, which is a whole other shenanigan, but some stuff that she'd written about Me Too. I think the name of it was like Me Neither, where <gasps> she was talking about the the toxic didn't see that toxic femininity and how that led to um oh my god toxic femininity. 
how that led to Anthony Bourdain killing himself because of Me Too. It was a look. I honestly, I got sent some stuff. I found some stuff. The problem for me was like, cool. So she got hired in 2019. These articles came out in 2018 slash 2019. Is toxic femininity that thing that happens if you leave a tampon in too long? (laughs) (laughs) Surgeon General. There's a Surgeon General's warning on the side of every women's march. (laughs) Only stay here for five minutes. Otherwise, you're going to start to experience symptoms. That might not be the most pleasant. It's a warning that only goes to men, by the way. (laughs) Um, I think... That sounds terrifying. Um, any involvement in like a lady mag, like a, like a nudie ladies in the middle mag that isn't Hustler, I find very suspicious. Hustler's the only one you can trust. Um, I I don't like that look. I don't like how that sounds. Um, but I also think like, you know, we've heard some crazy shit from people's mouths on these shows. And I'm going to try to give her a fair shake as a character on Real Housewives of New York. And mm-hmm. I can I can think she's a terrible person in real life, but that doesn't disqualify her for being good to watch on TV. Um, it does give me pause and it does give me like, I mean, we went to, I don't know how much you've talked about this. We went to a taping for New York this season. Oh yeah. Talk and- about it. You and I went to uh, a Lou, uh, um, quote unquote, preview te- show. yeah, technical rehearsal. <laughs> her new cabaret and it was like literally 20 of us in a room with Lou and Leah and Leah's sister and Elise. It was like a Thursday night. Yeah, it was very, (laughs) at like 6 o'clock and we were done by like 6.35. In like an office building. It was very strange. I was super into it. So tell tell the folks what you thought because Leah was there. We were directly behind Leah. Leah was there. I think what I saw and John has said this to my husband. um, Leah felt like a feral animal. And mm. I, I'm not saying watch Tiger King. I'm saying that the <laughs> Leah we see on TV seems to be jumping through hoops and like pawing playfully at the at the um, zookeeper and like pacing around her cage. <laughs> and the Leah we saw that night like ate Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> um, she was a little lit. She was a little lit up. Her and her little brunette friend who I saw in the trailer, like the coming scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's her sister or something or her cousin, whatever it is. It's her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they they and they have a lot of Kyle and Kim energy where they're just like making each other act worse. Mm. Um, and so I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I will say, you know who looked great that night and fucking pulled it out? Luann. Luann looked like the master of her domain. And maybe Cabaret is a constant she did need in her life. And we all shit talked her. But I didn't think it was a bad show. I thought it was perfectly fine for what you signed up to come see. Sonia was a little drunk but Luann knew how to handle her and play with her on stage and keep her together and like you know I'm excited to see if maybe we go into a season where Luann has some sense of like stability in the ground beneath her and someone else looks like a psychopath when they drink I mean fucking we all know Dorinda's the villain of the season by this point yeah she's getting a bad edit that that edit was that is like Roxy Andrews that is like (laughs) that is like fucking flavor of love level oh Jesus like I was like Man, they are not pulling a punch on Dorinda. Yeah, they're going to bury her a little bit, which is shocking. I thought they were going to bury Sonia based on what I'd heard IRL. Dorinda looks great. She looks like Robin. She looks like Robin. Like Potomac? Oh, okay. I was like, how does that work? Oh, I could. Okay, maybe I could see that. I mean, 
Yeah, I could see that. How about when Dorinda was like, nobody else can throw a party? She was like, who would go to Tinsley's party? Sonia's parties are terrible and slapdash together. And she's like, like listing how everybody else can't throw a party. And she's like, so I guess I have to throw a party. Ramona's parties, she was like the same five women with their elderly faces. <laughs> <laughs> and Dorinda's party was there to celebrate the end of summer. When she had to explain to people why she was throwing a party, you knew that was an indicator this party was kind of completely pulled out of the ass of production because they needed to get all of these women together in a way that felt celebratory so they could introduce this new cast member and get things rolling how about when leah said are there going to be bachelors at this party or is it going to be like a weird crowd <laughs> exactly <laughs> what she meant she wasn't wrong. I mean, the thing with Leah, I think you're right that you have to separate whatever she is as a person from how she performs on the show. It's kind of we should be used to that. We have experienced Ramona Singer for 12 seasons. She is yeah. a She's horrible person. person, but she is great on the show and I'm able to empathize with her, which says sort of less to me about her humanity than the power and success of New York as a whole. Like her yeah. having that crying moment with Modell, with Michael Modell, Matthew Modell, whatever, who I Googled and is worth $20 million, so probably like 10, but still. Um, I mean, she had that moment where I was like, I had to watch the scene again because I thought, is, she, is this, it felt very staged. I watched it actually a couple times because I couldn't tell from the edits. It looked like the two other women disappeared in the middle of her crying. It was just her and Elise. And I thought to myself, like, wait, did she, did they pull some moment from like later on when it was just the two of them? And I think it I was think actually. they had to. There was something that was off, but I also don't know that might have just been me watching it. Because I know that the, uh, the two other women were there while she was crying. Anyway, all this to say, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, is this completely, is she just knowing that she has to give us something or is this real? And I watched it several times and I came away thinking like, I think it's real. Do you think, think it was real? real? I think it's real. I found very distracting in that scene that it seems like her friendships on the show are the friendships where people are on equal footing and they spar with each other and mm. they call each other out. And her friendships IRL, the like the women that we saw at that bar or whatever, are what she sees as her quote unquote real friendships, which yeah. is that Ramona is the center of attention and Ramona swans around and performs and Ramona like uses it as therapy and all the other women are so happy to receive Ramona. And like, it was a weird look and I was just like, and I get like, we're only seeing scenes that were like for her television shows. So of course they're going to be focused on her, but the energy to me was just odd, but it did strike me as real. It just struck me as like, not the way normal people behave mm. in public or with their friends, but it doesn't make it less like, true to Ramona yeah and I also like that she's saying I want a partner because we all knew that when the divorce happened and she was turtle timing and she was so happy and she was dating or whatever it was great for her it was a way for her to self-protect herself and say okay this isn't just me mourning the loss of a marriage I'm going to experience another side of myself but she is ultimately a relationship person so if she's feeling depressed about the fact that she's not currently in a committed relationship I believe that because I think that's really Ramona I don't think that Ramona really enjoys dating as much as she wants us to believe that she does or oh, did no, she does it at all no not it not it not a lick but i will say we know what she's doing right now which is she's quarantined with mario and avery so and coco is coco actually coco. is coco there coco has to be there is coco still alive when sonia said that i was like is coco still alive and like then, sonia made a fair point she, she did coco alive? in that sad apartment oh my god here's my question 
since Quincy is of age and in college, are we ever going to see her on TV? Because I would think that the agreement similar to Bethany and Jason and Tamara and Simon was that when these were minor children, they weren't allowed on TV. Now that Quincy is 18 years old, I would think, or potentially slightly older than that, does she want to be on camera? Will we ever see it? Does uh, John Listen, Morgan have that much power that he can be like, no matter what you want to do, I won't allow it. How does that work? If Mr. Chase Morgan TD Banks on <laughs> Bank of America <laughs> says to his daughter, listen, H&R Block, if you <laughs> go on this television show with your bitch ass mother and my horrible ex-wife, I'm not giving you the trust fund. That's that. And so I think it will come down to if he decides to play uh, a little bit of a, for lack of a better word, Trump card and say like, you're not getting any money. I'm not going to pay for school if you go on the show. Or if he says like, all right, do a little, like you want to pop by for your mom at a party in the background? Sure. And then slowly she's able to get on TV. Also, we don't know if she wants to be on TV. You know, I'm just assuming because she's her mother daughter that she wants to be on TV. P.S. I just spilled an entire thing of water on my computer and we're zooming you know, right I... now. I'm literally using. You're cleaning okay. it with a fur. <laughs> We're living in the land of Corona. I just spilled it all over my computer. I saw you spill it. And I was like, maybe if I just keep talking, it'll be an easy cleanup. (laughs) But if it's on the computer, do you want to just take a chance? Or do you want to turn the computer off and maybe? Wait, what's the best thing to do? The best thing to do right now is probably to stop, save your work, turn the computer off, and then let it dry and then pick it up later. Because if I use it now, it's literally eating itself from the inside or something. Yeah. Really? Well, we can also just wrap up now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how are... Oh, you know what? We did almost do an hour. I I mean... mean, Okay, before my computer dies, whose side Dorinda v. Tinsley? Um, 100% on Tinsley's side, because how does Dorinda not understand at this point that Tinsley has a trust fund and a reality TV check? Like, what is not clicking? What's not clicking? Also, whose fucking business is it if I decide to go for a walk with my ex or not go for a walk with my ex or get back together or separate? Whose business is it? I think Dorinda is upset that she has to sacrifice more and has probably landed herself in hot water more often than Tinsley has because of her relationship, not understanding that Dorinda is also a different kind of person and a different kind of animal than Tinsley. And it's not a fair comparison and they're never going to have to do the same amount of work. And that's just kind of how it is. Tinsley brings her own value just in her past life as a socialite. And sure, Dorinda had a great life with Richard and whatever else, but it is not, it doesn't have bring the same value to New York. And I think Dorinda's pissed because she thinks Tinsley is doing the bare ass minimum and probably wasn't actually technically a New York City resident while she was filming Real Housewives of New York. And with Bethany gone, she feels an opportunity to be like the strongest possible alpha. And if she wants to tell someone to go fuck herself, that's what she's going to do. I think she needs to keep her eyes on her own plate. And also, like, you know, think about she doesn't she's not playing the long game. She's just getting aggressive immediately, Mm -hmm. which to me doesn't strike me as like the most intelligent way to play this. 
most intelligent way to play this is to like slowly undermine Tinsley's position on the show. <laughs> like do the Vanderpump. Why are you just going for her throat? Yeah. Like it comes off as too aggressive and too much and also like an inability to let things go and like move forward. Like I don't want a conversation about shit that happened two seasons ago. Move on. The w- That's the great thing about New York is they're always moving on. Right. And I also do you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? In and out. So I'm obsessed with it. And I watched the first two eps of this season and they've done a really, really good job of incorporating the work that's done being a cast member on a reality show and dealing with production as a part of the plot on camera. And I don't think that Housewives have that same freedom. And it's a different, obviously... Kardashians is a totally different construct and it's about them being celebrities. It's that's what it's uh, become since they've become hyper, hyper famous. And it's a different there's a different kind of responsibility that they probably feel versus production for Housewives. But I found it really fascinating. And I think that Dorinda was having trouble communicating effectively and didn't come off well because she probably didn't feel comfortable saying what she actually wanted to, which was I'm showing up to film and I'm showing my life and you're playing a part on camera and that's not fair and that's why I'm angry so instead she's pretending it's only about seeing Scott the day after something else and holding hands or whatever it is when what I think she really wants to say is we're filming a reality show you're not being real and it pisses me off yeah 100% Um, I think that's totally true but I also think like unless you're going to actually say it and break the fourth wall move on because this proxy fight is not yeah. interesting to me and it makes you look really ugly. And I'd rather get into stuff we can actually see and discuss in real terms than whatever it is we're talking about right now. Totally. And so, yeah, I think I'm team Tinsley on that one, but you know, I'll, I'll backstab her. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't wait for it. Ryan Houlihan. So I was going to do a Patreon after show with you. We're either going to do it later on today when I make sure that my computer hasn't completely died or maybe tomorrow. So guys, okay. if you're not supporting the Andy's girls, do you like how I just announced that and did ask you for per- permission? What is that? Like you <laughs> do apologize later than like, ask yeah, now. you ask for, you, 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 uh, you ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Amen. How I'm now living my life. So guys, if you're not joining, if you haven't joined the Andy's girls, Patreon, um, next month's, uh, Patreon payment is probably going to be to get me a new computer. Um, you should do that. Andy's girls, patreon.com slash Andy's girls. If you're on the OG of the AG level, I'm going to be doing a zoom. It's the very first time I've ever done a virtual Kiki. So if you're not a New York city resident, don't worry. Cause I don't think technically I am either right now. Um, until we get Manhattan back. Um, so if you haven't been able to come to a previous Andy Scrolls happy hour, turtle time, Kiki, now is your opportunity. Join the OG of the AG um, uh, level and it's going to be capped off. So it's first come first serve. Um, but I'm definitely going to be serving myself and it's going to be great at some point this month in the next couple weeks. And that's how I'm surviving right now as an event producer without an event to produce. So it, says little as two dollars a month i love you all for joining and for supporting and all that good stuff um follow me on instagram at dame galley that's how i get satchels slide into my dms tell me how great i am that'd be great um ryan Houlihan, tell the people about input mag and how to follow you yes um so uh i am an editor of a website called inputmag.com uh it's about uh, technology and billionaires and rich people so that's probably very appealing to the andy's girl audience (laughs) um but we also talk about like fashion and gear and we do recommendations of like things to enjoy during quarantine or 
you know, um, the best way to set up your home, your smart home or the best way to like set up your home theater. Um, so it's a, I, I love it. I think it's a awesome website. So I would encourage you to go check it out. Um, also, you know, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. You're an adult. You know how to search for Ryan <laughs> Make good choices. Um, you've got some time, guys. Google it. Um, okay, Ryan Houlihan, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. We're going to stop recording so you can tell me how to treat my um, computer with love. I literally spilled, I'm just showing you we're zooming right now, a third of a Poland spring directly on the keyboard, which right, I go. wiped off with a mink. So, guys, we continued recording. Um, so let me just watch my $1,200 MacBook Pro burst into flames, and we will kiki with you again soon. Oh, bye-bye.